You're listening to The Agile CTO, a podcast geared toward technology professionals, disruptors, and thought leaders. This show will aim to cover industry trends, new technologies, the life of a CTO, building dev culture, stories from some of today's leading CTOs, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Agile CTO podcast. We've got another roundtable for you guys today on quite a quite a personal topic here at Hayfilly Software. But before we get into that, we, we did a post yesterday on our LinkedIn, or I did it, kind of thinking of, of the Agile CTO and the context that we're in. We're very much a band. And my, myself and Guy resonate as the lead singers and, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the people that need all the attention and, and we crave that. But in, in actuality, there's a whole team of people making every single episode happen and that are involved with that. So just giving them acknowledgement. And, you know, we kind of went through, okay, we're the lead singers, who's the bassist, who, who's the drummer. And we kind of came across as Alan being the, uh, the lead guitarist and backup vocalists as he's occasionally stealing our, stealing our thunder, taking the stage and kind of getting the, the, the crowd's adoration. So, so, so what the the, the doo wop dancer? Yeah, uh, he specifically said to me he didn't want to be known as the as the backup dancer, so we gave him backup vocalists to, to throw him a bone a little bit. Yeah, um, thanks guys, thanks. Yeah, so we have we have myself, we have Guy, we have Alan. How are the two of you doing today? Good. Yeah, pretty good. It's been an interesting year. It's like blinks and like eight months has gone. Like last time I checked, it was like February, <laughs> but otherwise good. Good. All right. So so. To, to sort of kick off the topic, Holly, I don't know if you want to if you want to intro it a little bit more there, but um, we sort of internally have what we call our steering com. Sort of every quarter, we talk about driving this business forward, the safely software consultancy that we're trying to build. We engage in a session where we try and plan and 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 understand ourselves a bit better. We introspect. We kind of figure out what we want to do for the next three months. And and and, Alan, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to pick up and tell us a bit more about your goals for the steering com? But ultimately, I think it's about it's about uh, what do we? What can we do to better our business for the next quarter? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the steering com has sort of evolved over a couple of years. I think the latest incarnation of it, I think I've enjoyed the most. You know, in earlier years, it was trying to get feedback from the entire company. So when we were like 10, 20, 30, the steering comms were like broader and longer. Which these days we've now shifted into more of a company retro, where we get you know more of a post mortem from everybody. And now the steering com is. Yeah, the leadership team, so all of the practice leads and those that are sort of have a table to lead of individuals within the company. So you're head of each of the practices and obviously all of the directors. And yeah, we bounce around topics that are relevant. The more recent one we've sort of done is a, is a lean coffee approach of putting a bunch of topics on the board and working out right what's most on our minds as a leadership team that we feel we should spend this morning or this afternoon like unpacking. Yeah, good fun. Also a bit of time for us to hang out and talk about some non-company stuff and get to know each other as well as a as a group. So I really I really enjoyed the last um the last two yeah. and in particular the last one you know, what is it, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's a great excuse for a beer and a and a steak lunch. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So that that brings us to our topic today, which is what we're here to talk about of, of high performance. If you know anything about Hey Philly Software, you would have seen that all of our branding is chatting about high performance and high performance dev teams. And in that steering comment, it became one of our main topics of conversation. And we kind of realized that everyone has a slightly different definition of, of what we perceive as high performance, whether it's from uh, the technical standpoint, delivery standpoints uh, per team, per individual. 
And so we, we're using this platform as a an extension to that conversation to, t- to kind of uh, take it further and, and dive a bit deeper. So I don't know, Guy, if you want to kick us off about maybe a summary of kind of what we spoke about in the steering column. Yeah, yeah. And I think high level, we want to dig into each of these topics a little bit more here on this call. I mean, we've we've done a pass at it during our steering column. I don't think we've landed on the answer yet. So I'd love to extend this conversation out to the community that's listening to this podcast to kind of offer your opinions as well. We want to hear about it. We want to hear the challenges you've faced. We want to hear what your definitions are so we can learn from the best, right? So we don't know everything. So let's let's jump into it. But yeah, I'm, I'm keen to have that conversation. But yeah, I think we boiled it down to the concept of looking at high performance from a different from different facets, from different lenses, right? And I think the three lenses we landed on was what is a client and their engagement with us as a consultancy perceived to be high performance? What is us as a consultancy, the Hayfully Software business and and the teams that are in our company perceived to be high performance? And what does high performance mean to an individual? And what do they do to achieve that for themselves, right? I think those are the three major categories. I'm certain there are more. So please, anybody who's got any other ideas, share them with us. But I think let's dive into those three and sort of unpack what we've discussed during our steering comms, our various conversations on the side and everything else around this that we've been going over the last couple of months. So Alan, do you want to kick us off and just talk about the first one? Let's let's dive into that. Yeah, where, where I found the steering comm most interesting, where it sort of shone a light is, Normally, in the context of Hayfully, when we're talking as a team or in a group or in you know a regroup, we generally are focusing on team or sort of the internal mechanism. And it's normally only in my head when those focus most on sales who are thinking about, okay, the client lens. So you, know, you land up actually appreciating both of these lenses or all three of those lenses, but only certain parts of the company really appreciate one lens or the other. So it was really nice actually to sort of zoom out and look at all of the aspects. But yeah, what we kind of got to was a good you know, sort of crystallized uh, client aspect is it's felt to me that it came down to two aspects around the client's case. One is the level to which you can be held accountable. So the level to which you're accurate and confident around your estimation and the level of accountability, right? I think any client that sees a team that's not very accountable and doesn't really care about their estimation or their accuracy, I don't think can carry the high performance level at all. So I think that boiled down to one. So that sort of accountability also covers the being accountable to your estimation and your accuracy around it. The second one in that sort of client lens was how well their expectations are aligned and kept aligned and move with the times as things happen. So in an ideal world, you want to exceed their expectations, but sometimes the best you can do is just keep it aligned, especially with clients that have high, uh, you know, their projects are are real candidates for agile development. You know, they, they are very swift. They're, they're moving quickly. They're super fluid. In those cases, I don't think if you're keeping close comms with the client, I don't think you can wear the label of high performance either. Yeah. And I mean, Mm, things go awry all the time. And I think it's a case of just that constant comms and then expectations are aligned and disappointment is shared either early or in small doses or you're just keeping close tabs. Let's call it minimal surprises right if minimum if, if surprises are kept to a minimal okay then you can start calling yourself or thinking about yourself as a high performance all right okay so if we can dig into the first part of the the, the client lens the accountability aspect there right so usually the in the trifecta you've got the the, the time cost quality trade-offs right so clients will usually hold you to account on one or both of the the time and the cost aspect of the trifecta right so and in an agile world, it's quite difficult to reconcile those two things, especially if we're talking about we don't know how long things are going to take. We'll check every couple of weeks and we'll give you some feedback and we'll, we'll 
we'll be accountable for this period and then we'll be accountable for the next period depending on what you want so how how do we reconcile that from a client perspective especially in the early part of an engagement yeah it's tough and i think it's probably one of the hardest things we've found to administer consistently because you're right the client expectation is probably in some cases is all three they want within time within cost and within level of quality also without maneuverability and i think to do that consistently is yeah i'd say probably one of the hardest parts of maintaining a high performance label on yourself i think the the first trick i would say in how to do it is identifying some projects are just not a good candidate for a high accountability fixed cost fixed scope fixed level of quality just because the very nature of the project is by definition fluid and changing and moving and you know then then i think there almost needs to be this expectation set from early that it's going to move and i think the trick is almost starting out very early and understanding both okay what kind of project is this and is it a suitable candidate for the level of accountability that you want in in any event though even for projects that are super fluid a client still expects something right you still have to have some line Mm -hmm. in the sand even if it's a range and there look i think the trick is if by doing it long enough to be able to have enough data points and to know yourself and your team well enough to be able 